on cornerofthegalaxy.com. It's time for another episode of Corner of the Galaxy from the Box, the show that gets you behind the scenes of the LA Galaxy and into the minds of soccer reporters and MLS experts. Your hosts for the day are Corner of the Galaxy's Josh Gessman and LA Times soccer reporter Kevin Baxter. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on Monday, January 11th into 2021. We go uh, a lot to get to, a lot to talk about. Some Christian Pavone developments we need to talk about. Julian Araujo and a rumored move to Spurs is there as well. Transfer rumors incoming. Look out. Maybe get ready for some announcements this week. I would if I was you. Uh, and then, of course, we want to get to what's going to happen with the start of this league. Uh, is it going to start on time? Is it not going to start on time? You know, a whole bunch of things are up in the air right now. Uh, and to help me do all that is the panda himself, Mr. Kevin Baxter. How's it going, Kev? Wow, is it you again? Didn't we just talk soccer last week? <laughs> it, it seems, what could we possibly have to talk about again today? It, it seems like it was last year. If we're if we're really and and not like oh not like today's January first and yesterday's December thirty first and yesterday was last year. No, it feels like it was months and months and months ago since the last time we actually did this if, if i'm well, being that's honest that's what happened that's what happens when you have a, a a coup in between shows by the way speaking of the change of the years are you still writing 2020 on your checks it checks that's cute what are those <laughs> oh, oh suddenly i feel older than i did when this show started yeah i was gonna say you you should and and to make you feel even just a little bit older let's just get this out of the way right now welcome to panda and pato's morning zoo pato 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 and panda panda in the morning panda and pato in the morning all right good i'm i'm glad i i like it by popular request <laughs> yeah we <laughs> let's see between I, I don't know what made me feel older was the fact that people were like oh man what's the new pet what i, I like the new pato and, pato and panda thing and i'm like wait that wasn't that long ago that we introduced that that shouldn't have been you know that far out of the the realm of consciousness but the real thing is the intro music you know that that first intro that we did the la this i, I call it the la intro i think debuted in 2016 and people are like i love the new intro music man and i'm like i'm that old um i i am i you know the years just keep ticking by i don't know what to tell you i have covid hair right now I, my hair is crazy i need another haircut um, I, I feel like, uh, all the days are slipping away. They're either all the same day, um, or they're all different days. And my dog is, is going around pooping throughout the house right now. Cause she doesn't feel well. That's my day. I, I don't know about how, how your day is well, going. You had a baby awake all night too. Oh yeah. The baby was awake all night too. And we thought it was cause he was sick. He wasn't sick. Uh, he's going through what they like to call a sleep regression, Kevin. Uh, that's where he forgets how to sleep, which is just tons of fun. That's great. Imagine that. Oh, I don't, I, I know how to solve that. Yeah. How's that? <laughs> Read him some of my stories, and he'll be out like a light. <laughs> oh, <guaranteed>. Kevin. <laughs> All right, very good. Uh, let's get to some LA Galaxy news. Now, 
um, to take all of our jovial start and immediately slam that into a wall so that way we can have to be uh, serious here for a little bit. Um, we have to update on on the Christian Pavone um, situation, and it's a situation now. I mean, it was it was certainly something that everybody was hanging on in terms of we were trying to keep track of of Christian Pavone, whether the LA Galaxy still want him, um, whether or not there would be a deal that works out with Boca, all of those things we were talking about. We had Greg Vanny on the show on Thursday night. He he once again reiterated, said it during his opening press conference on Wednesday on our show on Thursday night. He goes, I want Christian Pavone. He was pretty emphatic about it. And the LA Galaxy, uh, as we know, were negotiating and talking with Boca and that continues and, you know, the whole thing. So um, that was all going on last week. And then I want to say it was either Friday night or Saturday night. Um, there came a, a alleged uh, a sexual assault charges against Christian Pavone uh, from a young woman who he met at a party, if I if I remember correctly, through all this. Um, and it's something that happened in 2019 between the breaks of uh, of Major League Soccer uh, between the in the off season, basically. Uh, and she's been holding on to this for a year. And uh, the allegation she makes is that you know he sexually assaulted her. Um, and she went and tagged a whole bunch of uh, of Boca accounts and and the team itself. And basically said, you know, that uh, he shouldn't be able to play there anymore and that this is a problem and that, that people need to take care of it. So those were the allegations that came out. Um, and uh, and and that sort of threw everything sideways there, Kevin. And, and all of a sudden now it becomes not so much a can the L.A. Galaxy, you know, a, a reacquire Christian Pavone from Boca. Um, it, it, it opens up the bigger question is, should the LA Galaxy even be attempting to reacquire Christian Pavone, um, you know, from, from Boca, knowing that these allegations are out there? Well, Pavone, through a lawyer, denied all the allegations and went to a police precinct and gave a statement. Um, so he's fighting back against these. I am told as of today, Monday afternoon, that talks continue. The Galaxy are still interested. Uh, and I guess the real question uh, becomes, um, should they be interested? Um, you know, depending on, on how serious this is, and I'm, I'm sure there's a lot, well, obviously there's a lot that we don't know at this point, um, how serious these charges are and, and how, uh, interested the galaxy should be. And we say all that with the history of what happened with Alexander Katai last year during the Black Lives Matter protest and some of the things that his wife, Alexander Katai's wife, posted to social media, uh, you know, racist comments and pictures that eventually embarrassed the Galaxy, uh, you know, forced him to buy out Katai's contract, and he left and went back to uh, Red Star Belgrade, I believe. But that was an embarrassing moment for the Galaxy, and that wasn't even caused by the player. Right. That was caused by the player's wife. Um, I, I guess I'm, re I'm trying not to equate these two, but in a sense, they are similar in that it's off-the-field stuff that is going to, uh, um, uh, in, you know, lead to, to questions about a person's morals and ethics and, and things, if any of this is proven true. And it's just a distraction that probably the Galaxy, well, not probably, the Galaxy do need to, to go into this with their eyes open and make sure that they check all this out because it, 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 it could loom, it could continue uh, if this woman, you know, continues with her suit and, it, you know, it could wind up embarrassing the Galaxy. And, and even a guy who led the team in goals and assists last year is probably not worth all that. So the Galaxy need to be very careful in how they proceed. I'm told as of right now, as of Monday afternoon, that they are still talking to Pavone and still interested in bringing him back. Yeah, and and for that, I, I have to say, um, somebody needs to smack them upside the head. Uh, you can't, 
listen, I I don't want to say that you know he's he's innocent or guilty, and and certainly we put, we pretend that in the court of law that it's you know um, innocent until proven guilty. But but this isn't the galaxy aren't trying this case in a court of law. The galaxy are trying this case in the court of public opinion. Any link to this, and and unless it gets rectified in a very short amount of time, I'm talking within the next couple of weeks, and it turns out that it was easily proven that it was 100% false, that the allegations go away, that somebody, you know, they, they cannot dip their pen into this at all. They can't. Um, there's too much risk for, for the LA Galaxy. And I, listen, this is somebody's live we're talking about, and I certainly understand that part. And I, I don't know this woman, and I've read the accounts of what she's put up, um, and I don't know Christian Pavone well enough to tell you, you know, oh, yeah, this is absolutely fake. He would never do that. Um, the bottom line is that these allegations are out there. And because they are out there, uh, the LA Galaxy will inherit them if they continue down this path. Um, and if you were the LA galaxy who had the Katai situation, which Kevin, you're right, you're right. They're not the same, but they're the same because it, this can end up being another off the field embarrassment for the LA galaxy. Um, and you know, let's say the LA galaxy spend $10 million to get Christian Pavone. And then it comes out that these allegations are true and that he's convicted. And then that lives with the LA galaxy. And they're the ones who had a chance not to sign him. And that came out. They, they can't afford that. And Greg Vanny can't afford that, Kevin. Imagine being Greg Vanny. You have this clean slate. Everything really is working in your favor. You have all this positive press. Everything is moving forward in the direction that you want it to be. And you have a chance to put your, your, your stamp on this. I have to imagine Greg Vanny and all of the ideals that he stands for is probably going to sit there and look at Christian Pavone and say, it's not worth it. And right now, despite the fact he is clearly could clearly be a team uh, MVP, a league MVP. Uh, there's the, the galaxy, in my opinion, unless this gets rectified very quickly, they, they need to walk away. Uh, well, and, and we talk a lot about club culture and, and teams do have cultures. The, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Oakland Raiders, when they're in LA too, they have a reputation of the, being the outlaws, the renegades, the rebels, the New York Yankees have a different, uh, sort of club culture. You know, that's why when players come there, they have to shave their facial hair and cut their, um, you know, long hair. Look what happened to, to Johnny Damon when he went from Boston to New York, how he had to change. I say all that because the Galaxy have a club culture. And yes, they have lost 57 games in the last four years and they're struggling. Right. But they still are the marquee franchise at MLS. They are still the class of the league. They are the bar that everyone else tries to attain. Um, and they, they among all teams, cannot uh, afford to have those kind of embarrassing incidences like you're talking about. That's why, if you remember the Katai thing, I think he went to one training session after that broke, and he was gone within two days, and it cost the Galaxy money as far as we know. It yeah. cost them, you know, he had an uh, expensive contract. But the Galaxy said, no, this is not who we are. Yes, he's our starting winger, and we need him. But we're not going to keep him because this is too embarrassing. Um, the Galaxy have a reputation to protect. And right now, frankly, that's all they have going for them because of the last four seasons. They've been struggling. They need to protect that. And and they, they need to get this right. Even if Pavone were to come back and lead the league in scoring, if, if this thing is not rectified and it's hanging over his head – that's not a win for the Galaxy, even even again if he, if he leads the league in goals. That's not good for the Galaxy brand. 
Yeah, it, it's not good. For, I mean, you know, maybe there's more time to, to let this play out. And we certainly are going to talk, uh, at, you know, towards the end of the show about when when the when the uh, the season may actually kick off, Kevin. Right. I mean, maybe there's more time to sort of let this play out and see where it's at. But unless this gets rectified in a positive situation, the LA Galaxy, I mean, even the fact that as of Monday afternoon, Kevin, that you're saying that they're still interested right now, I would have hit pause on that almost immediately. Now, there there are cynical people out there and I've seen them. And while they're not 100 percent wrong, it's still not the correct way to look at this, which is, oh, well, you know, that that's going to take a real hit to, to Christian Pavone's transfer price. Right. And so somebody may, you know, take a take a, uh, a flyer on him and, and hope this all works out well. The L.A. Galaxy just can't be that team. Um, and I don't care what the price is now, um, you know, if he ends up being found guilty or if these allegations prove out true um, and he's linked as a member of your team and you had the chance to walk away from him before that, um, you're going to look like morons. And if you're a, if you're a moron in this case, um, you know, like I said, Greg Vanny comes in. He can't be labeled a moron in the first, you know, six weeks of his tenure and they haven't even played a game yet. Um, and that's the risk here. The risk for the L.A. Galaxy is huge. Um, and the PR night, the PR negative side of this is huge. And that's not maybe if, if the allegations are completely false, that's not fair to Christian Pavone. And this happened at absolutely the worst time for him because realistically his stars, you know, kind of starting to rise again. Um, and so from the Boca perspective, uh, they were looking to offload him. So it, it, it doesn't work well. It's not great. It's a horrible situation. Um, I, you know, I hope to God it's not true. Um, and it's just in my mind, Kevin, it's pretty simple. If you're the LA Galaxy, you say thank you very much and you turn around and you walk away. And you know what? Greg Vanny can figure out another designated player. Greg Vanny and Dennis Eccles can find another designated player to bring into this team. And they may not be as good as Christian Pavone because Christian Pavone was very, very good. Um, but the, the, the PR hit you would take if you're wrong in this situation is gigantic. Well, and, and again, Christian Pavone, as everyone is is innocent until proven guilty. Um, in my dealings with him, I found him to be a really nice guy, very respectful, very polite. Now, people may have had other experiences with him. That was my experience when I first heard this. It didn't sound like the Christian Pavone that I had met uh, around the galaxy. But, it, I mean, you, again, you're right. The downside, the possible downside for the galaxy really outweighs the upside. And it's up to, I think it, it, it kind of falls to Christian Pavone. I mean, we're talking not only in a different country, in an entirely different continent this happened. Um, it, 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 it's kind of up to Christian Pavone at this point to to um, allay those fears and to, and to give the galaxy evidence that that this is not true and that he was not responsible for this. Um, otherwise, the you know it's it's a gamble. Then it becomes a gamble, as as you're saying. You know, what, what if the season starts uh, and then the second shoe drops, and then all of a sudden the galaxy are into this guy for two or three years and you know tens of millions of dollars, and uh, then they have that public relations nightmare again. Mm -hmm. It's the galaxy. We're not talking about uh, you know another team without this kind of uh, reputation to protect. It's, it's a, it's a dicey area and it, it's tough. You know, I, this is why you and I are not, well, it's one of the reasons you are and I are not general managers this, because this, this one is, I, I'd hate to have to try to thread this needle. I mean, the, what do you do in this situation? This one isn't tough. I mean, that's, that's sort of the whole thing. Well, except if he is innocent. I mean, it, it is tough. It, 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 it could be tough if he, if he is innocent, if he didn't, you know, if it's proven that, that this didn't happen. And again, I'm not, I'm not leaning that way. I'm just saying that right now we have, uh, you know, this woman held on these charges for a year. They're serious charges. This needs to be rectified. We need to find out the truth, but 
you know, it's two days old. How much do we know at this point? And I'm yeah. not trying to make excuses for anybody. This is serious stuff. And, and, and sexual abuse is a really serious problem. And it's way too prevalent. And there are way too many people that l- want to look the other way, especially when, uh, how many times has it happened in the NFL, you know, where you look the other way? We don't want to look the other way. But at the same time, um, I, you know, I, I want to hear what Christian Pavone has to say, at least at the outset. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just it's a non-starter for me. That's I, I just can't. You know, it's 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 tough on him if it's not true. But the LA Galaxy can't risk it, and I think if they do, no, I agree with you on that. Yeah. I agree with you on that a hundred percent. He gets the a chance reputation. He gets a chance to fix this. I mean, he gets a chance to to do to prove his stuff. And I like I said, I think there's some time. Uh, for this, but if this drags out for a month or two months, there's no way. Um, I don't care because the LA Galaxy need to move on, right? I mean, we are going to assume that this camp starts at the end of January, okay? Whether or not that's true or not, um, that's what we're going to assume because you know that's that's the current schedule, quote unquote schedule. There's no schedule that's out. Uh, that's the current schedule that that we're working towards. And the LA Galaxy trying to bring in you know another designated player and currently to have a DP spot open. Uh, they need to know who that is because they need to plan everything else that is going on uh, around, um, you know, those players and figure out their salary cap and do all that stuff. And for a probable start in March. Um, so all that stuff needs to be finished, fixed, and it needs to happen relatively soon. Like I said, if there's a work stoppage, if there's a delay, um, if they push the 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 start of the league back, then there's maybe a little bit more time in there. But it's not like there's endless amounts of time here. This is well, this is this is this has to this decision has to be made pretty quickly in my in my opinion. You know what would what would have made you feel better, I think, is if instead of the galaxy saying today that they are still talking, if they had said we've paused negotiations yes. at, at at the moment, we're not walking away, we've paused negotiations until we learn more uh, information about what had gone on. I think that would have been maybe a wiser thing because that would have allowed that would have given Christian Pavone a little bit of breathing room. It would have allayed your fears that the Galaxy were rushing headlong into something they didn't understand. And it probably would have would have given the indication that they were taking these things seriously. I'm not saying they're not. I'm right. just saying that they do have a little bit of a perception problem when they say, we know about the allegations, we're still talking. Probably would have been better to say, we know about the allegations and we're, we're taking a break now. We've stepped back. Who knows um, where the negotiations are, though? I mean, maybe they 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 can't pause negotiations because they're at the point where Pavone's about to put pen to paper. Right. Um, and it, you know, maybe the Galaxy don't want to walk away at that point. Um, it, it's a it's a tough it's a tough situation, and it came at the exact worst time because Pavone's now back training with Boca, and yeah. it, there's a deadline here now. Yeah, I mean, he is, and and again, it doesn't change anything. Officially reported back to Boca. I mean, there was some talk about him not going back to Boca and not officially reporting back, and, you know, it took some time for it all to happen, but he officially reported back there. He is a Boca Juniors player. That is where he's at. Again, we always expected that, so that's not uh, really a question. It's just now you have these allegations that get thrown into that. Um, you know, I, I want to stay consistent. Whenever the LA Galaxy uh, were rumored to be uh, in, involved with, I, I think, Centurion, um, who also played at, at Boca and had a horrible record of uh, of sexual assault charges and and battery and and a whole bunch of things. If I'm if I'm remembering a whole correctly. drunken bar incidents. Yeah. And my recollection is is uh, Guillermo really wanted him. That was a guy Guillermo was pushing for. Unless that that you know those reports were untrue. Right. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's sort of it seemed that that was at one point one of the things that was sort of going in that direction. So, we, you know, we talked about it. We we discussed it. And, you know, we said the galaxy need to stay away from these guys. And he ended up, you know, staying away again. I don't know if those reports were 100 percent true, whether or not the galaxy were really that interested. But that's what the reports were saying um, whenever it came. But nothing happened in that formation. If you're going to be, you know, um, consistent with that, then uh, again, you need to look at, at, at those, at, at what the, the downside is. The upside here is that you get Christian Pavone back and that all the charges get cleared up and everybody's fine and everybody moves, moves along their way. And for whatever reason, you know, this, this person lied. I don't think that that's going to be the case. Um, but that's the dice that you're rolling at here. That's the best outcome, but that's like, you know, <laughs> good luck on that. I, I would imagine if you flipped a coin and tried to get it to land on its side, that's, that's sort of where you're going because, um, clearly, there was um, some thought put to put behind the allegations whenever this this woman came forward. So, um, you know, I, again, I hope I hope it ends up being that she, that it was false for some reason and that uh, Christian Pavone, um, you know, everybody, it was just one giant misunderstanding. There's a perfectly reasonable uh, explanation for everything. And I have zero percent hope that that is actually the case. And so. Well, and, you know, there is president for this and we go back to the Katai thing. I was really impressed by the fans reaction to Katai because if you remember at that time, uh, they'd only played two games because we were in that, uh, in the COVID pause when all that happened, but it, it was, cl- you know, and, and again, it was his wife. It wasn't Kat- Alexander Katai did not uh, make those social media posts and he came out and, and denounced them when they came out. But the fans were insistent that, that the team get rid of Katai and they did um, you know, that, the, the fans were saying our reputation, you know, our affiliation with this team is more important than any assist or goals this guy may score. We need to get rid of him. Um, you know, I was really impressed with that, that the fans stood up and said this reflects poorly on us. Um, and you, now that s- that president has said it would be difficult for the Galaxy, and I don't think they would want to turn around and do anything differently uh, and, and uh, you know, gamble on the, on the fans' um uh, beliefs and value systems and, and the culture of the club, which comes from the supporters. So, um, you know, I, I think you're right. I think the best thing to do for the galaxy right now would, would at the very least would be to, you know, pause negotiations until this thing, uh, works itself out. And if, if that's something that Boca junior will not tolerate, if they're saying, look, we, we need to go forward with our season. Well then, good, then good. maybe, maybe have, they have to walk away. Yeah. Have at it. Um, you know, there is a difference there and you can feel it which is, you know, Christian Pavone was the bright light when there when there was uh, much darkness for the LA Galaxy, um, you know, last season and, and clearly the team MVP. And, you know, had things gone a little bit better, I think, for the Galaxy, maybe even him being attention in, in for the league MVP. He didn't finish that far off the mark in terms of uh, being competitive for that league MVP um, title. Uh, but y- you can feel the difference. I mean, you know, if Alexander Katai had scored four goals in those first two games for the LA Galaxy, uh, you know, I'm not saying it sh- it would have been different. I'm saying it could have been different, just the reaction. Um, and I think you're seeing some of that. I- again, this this is a really horrible situation for anybody to be put in. Um, you know, and if he did it, then I hope he does the time, um, you know, to, if you do the crime, you do the time. But at the same time, just the, the timing of all of this is, uh, is crazy bad for him. And so, uh, now the LA galaxy have to make a decision and I would, I would think that they would be a little, um, uh, more public with their, posi- with their position, but we'll see. Let's give them time. And like you said, if things pause, um, if things break, um, then let's sort of see how this plays out. But I don't expect that the timeline of this playing out, Kevin, is going to be very long or, well, or that you can make it very long. 
Well, I think we've gone on too long with this, but let me add just one last thing. And perhaps this may figure into what the Galaxy are, are doing, the Galaxy's action. On this, at the same token, this came out over the weekend. So it's as we're speaking now, Monday, it's no more than 48 hours old, if even that old. Um, the last thing the Galaxy want to do, they don't want to they don't want to stab the supporters in the back. And they cer- certainly don't want to lose the supporters um, faith in, in, in building this culture now with Greg Vanny and things seem to be heading in the right direction. But at the same token, you can't. Uh, I don't think you can ignore your players or turn your back on your players and say, we don't believe you. We don't trust you. We're not going to back you. We don't have your back on this. So again, it's, it's a a difficult needle to thread. The galaxy uh, don't want to throw Pavone under the bus either. And uh, until they have the facts and, and I don't think anybody has all of the facts. Now there's an accusation. The player has denied it. The player is cooperating with the investigation. Um, You know, the only thing I can say is, I'll just say it again, the the best statement would have been we've paused negotiations to find out where the player is, where the team is, uh, and and we'll, you know, we'll pick up negotiations again, you know, whenever uh, the the time feels right. Yeah. Um, You know, they they, they can't throw Pavone under the bus at this stage. Now, you know, with the Katai thing, it was totally different because the evidence was right there. There's no way you could say the sun was in my eyes. I didn't see that. The evidence was right there. Um, this one, at least right now, what, what we're seeing in, in social media, in Spanish, from another continent, um, doesn't seem to be that clear cut. It's, uh, you know, there is uh, evidence is in dispute, it seems to me. Yeah, there is. All right, we'll, uh, we'll turn the page, and I'm sure we'll have more updates on uh, on that. Let's go to something a, a little bit happier. Um, let's, let's try, oh, at least. I know that was a, a heavy way to open the show, but it was important. Uh, that we talk about that and, and certainly uh, get that information to you. Um, let's talk about Julian Araujo. Julian Araujo um, was out with the U.S. men's national team. Uh, we heard that he was uh, had to withdraw from the U.S. men's national team uh, U23 camp um, because he had an illness. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a second. And then the rumors uh, popped up that Julian Araujo was close to being signed uh, by uh, Tottenham Hotspur uh, in the EPL. So... Uh, that was the rumor that came out about that. Now, uh, let's go into a little bit of background before we we completely dash everybody's hopes and, and do all that. Uh, we have heard that Julian Araujo has been mentioned by some of the top clubs in soccer and around the world. Uh, we heard about Juventus. Um, you know, I, I, at one point there was, I, I believe, uh, scouts from Liverpool possibly interested as well. Uh, we heard that rumor that came across. Um, there were there were a bunch of them, and so it's no surprise to hear Julian Araujo. And I will imagine that you will hear more um, to hear Julian Araujo's name uh, mentioned to some of the bigger clubs around um, the world of football. So uh, that being said, uh, we were able to dig into this one a little bit and tell you that the rumor is not true. Okay, so that was uh, it's just a rumor. It was uh, it was picked up. It, it went around for a little while. Everybody got excited, and then everybody linked his his leave from the U.S. men's national team as well as as part of this rumor. And and certainly it looked like uh, there was some timing there that lined up that sort of made this more real um, in some people's minds. Um, I can tell you that I was told specifically uh, that the uh, the at, that at the moment there seems to be nothing to the Spurs rumor. Uh, I'll say what I said on my tweet so that way I make sure I quote it correctly. Um, there's acknowledgement that, and I quote, Julian is a highly touted prospect, but that his future time with the LA Galaxy could be measured in years and not days. So meaning that he could stick around for a year or two um, with the LA Galaxy and that the Galaxy see him as an important part to their club, Kevin. So 
Well, a couple of points of clarification there. He was called up to the U23 national team, not the men's national team. Why is that significant? Well, there is a camp going on with the men's national team, and it is in conjunction with the U23 team. The U23 team, remember, Julian's only 19. The U23 team will be the team that will participate in Olympic trials and the Tokyo Olympics if the Tokyo Olympics are held, and and Julian's with that team. Um, as far as the European thing, uh, rumors – the rumors of him leaving this year are not true. Uh, the rumors of the interests are very much true. And I'm told that there is more than one English Premier League team. There was Juventus. Uh, Julian going to Europe, unless there's a, a, a change in form or a, a tragic injury, that that is just that is going to happen. It's, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. It's not going to happen this year. Um, he's going to play for the Galaxy this season. Yeah, and in you, my you, mind, you say that, yeah. and I, I just, I, you say that, and I'm just saying, don't be surprised if summertime if he leaves. I know the plan is for him to stay for the next year or two, right? But I just, I cannot get a hundred percent behind the fact that the Galaxy wouldn't move him at the summer if the, if the, if the price is right. Oh no, and we'll talk in a minute about why this Galaxy team, I, I believe, is a, a work in progress. And Greg Vanny seems to be very clear about that. Remember, he, he didn't talk like when Guillermo came, he talked about getting to the playoffs, and that was the goal. I haven't heard Greg Vanny talk about season records or, or goals or playoffs. I keep hearing him talking about the project and setting things up and building foundation. I think this is a couple of year project. I think Vanny is going to go about it in a much different and more methodical way than Guillermo did. And, and all that means that it could be tough sledding for a year or so. Maybe two. So, yes, I think if the Galaxy had offers, they'd probably move him in the summer. But it kind of gets back to my point of the timing right now for Julian to stay here, to stay with the Galaxy and stay in the U.S., I, I think that would be the best thing for him. Why? Because um, he wants to play. I believe he does, and I think it would be great for his career to play for the U23 team, to play – in the Olympics, there's going to be the Gold Cup this year, and you know there's eight World Cup qualifiers that'll be coming up in the fall. But the Gold Cup, that's not that doesn't happen during a FIFA window, and, and not all of it, anyways. The Olympics is not a FIFA tournament. That means teams, if he goes to a, a European team, they do not have to release him to, to go play in the Olympics. I think that's something that Julian and his family would like to see him do. So, if if he moves in the summer transfer window, that's great because uh, he'd still be able to play in the Olympics at that point. Um, uh, so I think Julian staying, th you know, into the summer at least until after the Olympics, I think that's good for his career. I think he'll be on that team. I think it would be a good experience for him. I think it would help his career. And as far as the Galaxy goes, if we're going to be concerned about the Galaxy and we talk about Julian's future, they don't have anybody else to play right back. You know, they may sign somebody. Yeah, uh, they're they've got to look at that because Ju you're right, Julian. It's it's only a matter of time. He may not go today. He may not go this summer, but he's going soon. Uh, they're going to need – they don't have any backup. Roth Felcher's gone. They need another person at right back. So, um, it, you know, the Galaxy has essentially been served notice. You know, you better get on this quickly because there's a lot of interest and this guy's not going to be around. And if the Galaxy are in a rebuilding stage in the summer and they can use that money, you know, that might be the time to move them. Yeah, it, it very well could. Um, yeah, I mean, Julian Araujo, listen, I, I think that if you're looking at, you know, the LA Galaxy and the right back situation, we've always said a backup right back that, that is going to be a borderline starter this year is needed. Um, if you listen to Greg Vanny on our show, and I know we laughed about it on Thursday, uh, but I'll laugh about it again. Whenever you ask him where you think the LA Galaxy need to improve, Kevin, he starts at the top and he ends up at the back. So <laughs> he, he he sees room for improvement across all areas. And, uh, and so, you know, the defense is 
is one of those, certainly. Um, it, it's just, it, it's very interesting. The other part about this, though, um, and, you know, uh, speaking to the LA Galaxy, I asked, you know, you know, what was his illness? And I was told, you know, that they are not allowed to release that information. Um, here's the bit of information I was able to, to drum up, though. Uh, if you could, if you could, uh, of course, imagine, um, uh, and speaking to a, to a source was that, um, you know, there's, there's things going on in this world right now. We have a, a global pandemic. And if there was an illness that was going around, uh, it would probably be COVID-19. So uh, as far as I can tell, and certainly reading between the lines uh, from some different sources, I can tell you that it, it seems all likely that, that Julian Rojo has COVID-19. If that's the case, wish him a speedy recovery so that way um, he can get back and, uh, and, uh, and and back to playing. And certainly having to dip out of the, uh, the U23 slash U.S. men's national team camp there uh, is not a great timing for things. Remember, Mike McGee got sick. Uh, in his I, maybe one of his only U.S. men's national team camps, and ended up uh, never getting a cap, I believe. Um, so you know these things these things take a toll sometimes, and so hopefully uh, Julian is is already feeling better and and on his way back to uh, to being ready to play some soccer. Well, thankfully he's already proved himself to both the U23 coach Jason Christ and to uh, Greg Berhalter. They they know a little bit about him. You're right. I remember I remember that Mike McGee camp. Um, it was the, the January camp, and it was the day of the friendly. You know, the January camp always ends with at least one friendly, and and I was told that Mike McGee was going to start that game, and then woke up that morning very sick. And um, you, you know, he wanted to play, even sick, he wanted to play because he knew he's not going to get many opportunities. That was under Yuri and Klinsman, but he just couldn't do it and never was called into camp again. There you go. So, uh, so it all matters. You have to keep, keep track of those things. Uh, let's go, uh, a little bit now to some more rumors. If we're going to stay in the rumor mill, let's talk about a rumor that, that certainly seems to be true. Um, in fact, we know it's true. Uh, we know that there's a lot to this rumor, uh, at the time on, let's see, when was that Friday? Uh, I believe because we'd had a Thursday show and then Friday. Friday, this rumor started to come out um, was that uh, we had uh, a goalkeeper from West Brom, uh, Jonathan Bond. And uh, certainly I have been flooded with uh, Kevin, all of the James Bond uh, gifts that have, have well, come through. Like his number, his uniform number, got to be 007. Got to be 007. I, I know. I said, people said, uh, I, I was making the joke. I said, if the Galaxy signed this guy, they better put a number seven, a 007, uh, you know, Galaxy uh, goalkeeper kit out there because it would sell like well, hot, hotcakes. And those. Big Mickey Mouse gloves. One of the fingers should be gold. You know, gold finger. Gold finger. Yes, there's... Wow. See, and I didn't think we could... Wait, hold on. There we go. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that we got that one more in there because, um, yeah, that was... Some of these jokes... And I've seen all of the jokes so far. I don't think that there's any that have, have been missed. I've seen the gold finger one. Uh, there's... 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 I don't know. There's a million of them. So they're all out there. Well... Oh, you know that if there's like a collision or something in the goal, we're going to say that he was shaken, not stirred. Shaken, not stirred. I was going to, yeah, there's a, there, yep, mm hmm. So plenty of those. Uh, six foot five, 27 years old. Um, Drives an Aston Martin. He, no, he does. I, at least I don't think he does. He, he should, but I don't think he does. Uh, he's been playing with uh, West Brom uh, in the English Premier League, although saying he's been playing is a little bit of a gift on, on a lot of things. He plays for the reserve team more than anything. Um, and that's sort of what you need to know. Now, you know, the interesting thing here, Kevin, is usually I can go find highlights on people and it's really easy. I will tell you right now, it's a lot harder to find highlights um, on exactly what Jonathan Bond um, has done and and where he's at. He has a crazy, wacky transfer saga. If you ever go through and, and go on a transfer market and see all of the teams that he has played for and a lot of that comes on loans so you know he's with he's with he's with uh west brom but he's loaned out to reading and, and you know or there's a free transfer from reading you know he's with uh peterborough but really that was the end 
live alone with Redding. And like, so he just bounces to places all over the place over and over and over again. And so when you're trying to watch that, it's difficult to track him down. This is one of probably Kevin, I think, at least in my mind, one of the most difficult guys to sort of get an eye on and whether or not the galaxy are even bringing him in as a number one, I would assume that if you go to England and you get a goalkeeper, um, and we should mention that it was reported that he has an American passport. He has a United States passport, uh, that should indicate, and yes, uh, legal residents, um, uh, of the United States are eligible for passports. And so because of that, uh, there's a good chance that he doesn't take up an international slot. However, saying that uh, he's English born, he played for Wales um, in their uh, their youth system, uh, then switched over, I think, in 2013 and then played for England in their youth system. Um, so he, he he has those two uh, two backgrounds to sort of fall on. So I don't exactly know how the United States background fits in there. But uh, if it comes through and the LA Galaxy don't have to use an international slot on a goalkeeper, which I'm usually against, um, this could be an interesting signing. This could be one of those that pays off, Kevin. And if it pays off, it's one of those that means the LA Galaxy have a much improved, you know, 2021 season. Uh, and it could be that, you know, this falls completely apart. And uh, we've seen it around the league. If your goalkeeper is not working for you, you're not going to have uh, a good team. And it kind of almost doesn't uh, doesn't matter uh, what else the, the rest of the team is doing. No, if you don't have a goalkeeper, you give up a lot of goals. That's, I mean, I, that's you, you know, the, the goalkeeper coach is going to be Dr. No, probably. No, no. Um, um, I'm told that the, he could be announced as early as Wednesday. Um, uh, unclear to me, I believe it's supposed to be a free transfer, but when, as you said, you talk about his history, it would, it would make sense that it would be a loan. That's kind of the way his career has gone. Um, we don't know if he, he would, if he came in, he would go to number one on the, on the depth chart immediately at goalkeeper. We, we still have Jonathan Klinsman. Not really. And Dave. Not yet. Not really. No, yeah. Yeah. Neither of those guys. Right. Because neither of them are technically on the roster right now. You no, know no, no. But yeah. they're still there. They're still available. The galaxy yes. could still go and get them if right. they wanted. Um, but it does look as if they're committing to bond because they haven't. Uh, I haven't heard any rumors about Bingham coming back. I haven't heard any talk about Jonathan Klinsman coming back. Now, remember, Tyler Miller, when LAFC got rid of him and he went to Minnesota, um, that didn't happen until about this time of year. So the Galaxy still do have time to talk if they wanted to talk to Bingham. And, um, you know, it is a gamble to bring a guy in from from Europe at 27, a guy who hasn't played a ton of games, and say, you're going to start 34 games for us. Um, but, it, 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 you know, again, the Galaxy are in a rebuilding mode. And, um, you know, I, I do appreciate Greg Vanny's honesty, the fact that he isn't trying to build us up for, uh, you know, if everything goes right, we're going to go all the way to the MLS Cup. Um he, I think he's been pretty clear about we need to just tear this thing down and start over again. And when you look at the roster, look at the roster now. Try to put together a starting lineup. You you really can't. Um, so I do think that Greg is going very methodically, and he's going to build this thing up. And as you mentioned, he talks about every phase of the game needs improvement, and we need to add people. Um, this is the start of that. So, uh, you know, maybe Jonathan Bond isn't a guy who's going to win uh, Keeper of the Year honors this year and take the team to the MLS Cup final, but maybe he's the guy that you start the building, uh, you start to build around, and and I think that's where the Galaxy is at this point. Uh, and that's not a, to be a bad thing. I you know, uh, we, I I think the Galaxy just wasted four years. We heard in each of the last four seasons how this was going to be if things broke right, this was going to be a team that could go deep in the playoffs. And none of those teams were. Maybe Zalatan could have carried the team, but really those weren't playoff teams. I think Greg Vanny has the right approach. This is not a playoff team. This is a team we're putting together. Be patient. 
you know, let us get this done. And maybe Jonathan Gold is the kind of guy that you need to do that with. Yeah, J- Jonathan Bond. Um, Bond, yeah, Jonathan Gold. Gold. Yeah, that God, guy too. We know who Jonathan Gold is, right? No. That, that, Jonathan Gold was the great uh, Pulitzer Prize winning food critic at the Times. And he died not all that long ago uh, and is still uh, obviously in my memory. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to no say. no one else's. Well, well, one of the reason that uh, that you, you can look at this and say, you know, a free transfer probably is coming is West Brom, I think, is 19th out of 20 uh, in the English Premier League right now. They look like they're going to be sent down. And if they're sent down, uh, then they're going to need to offload some of the uh, some of the excess weight on their roster. Uh, the Galaxy getting in there at this time is a, is a good time to do it. So we'll see. We'll keep an eye on that. Um, I don't imagine that he's ridiculously expensive. Um, his market value, and this is not what his salary is, but his market value, uh, according to transfer market, is about... $275,000, which is down from his high of about 550,000. If you figure market value in there, you know, it doesn't equate to salary. It never does. Um, And if it's a free transfer, then they got basically his salary off the books, which is one of the things they wanted to do because they're going to go down um, and and get relegated. So if you look at that, I would be surprised if the LA Galaxy are paying him more than $250,000 a year, which I, if I remember correctly, is a savings off of what Bingham brought as well. So I, I think Bingham was was three seventy five, if I remember correctly. I don't have my roster uh, with all of the uh, the 2019 wages on it, not even the 2020. So, um, you know, this could be a bit of, of good work for the LA Galaxy. So that's sort of where we're at. Uh, as Kevin has said, keep your eyes peeled, perhaps for an announcement uh, on yeah, Wednesday. That'll be Wednesday. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we're supposed to get another announcement, which would be this: the the signing. We've known that this has been in the works for a long time, and I understand MLS has been looking at the contract for a while, but the signing of Jorge Villafaña, um, who played for Chivas USA, was the first recipient of the MLS Sueño Award, which any, anyone who remembers that is too old. But basically, back in the day, Univision had a, had a contest where they would invite players to a tryout um, and uh, the winner of that tryout would get a contract with an MLS club. And Jorge Villafaña was a teenager in Anaheim whose uncle uh, wanted him to go to the tryout. And uh, Villafaña was one of the last people to arrive. In fact, the registration had closed when he got there. Um, I think he had to borrow someone's equipment even to do the tryout and wound up being the guy who won the contract, won the contract to play for Chivas USA wound up playing in uh, age group national teams for the U.S. I, I think he also played for the senior national team at some point, but has turned himself into a heck of a left back. Um, and uh, he is supposed to be announced as the the newest member of the Galaxy back line on Tuesday. And, you know, when you, we, we talk about the rebuilding the team and, and uh, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Pavone and, and what do you hang your hat on. I think the Galaxy are going to have two really dynamic outside backs in Julian Araujo and Jorge Villafaña. They're both guys that can get up and down the field. They're both good defenders. Um, they both get involved in the offense. They both play very wide, I think, uh, especially Villafaña loves just to hug that uh, sideline. I think those are going to be two really exciting players. Now, are they going to carry a team to an MLS Cup final? No, but they're going to be fun to watch. And I think that uh, Viafani is a good addition. He is going to be very different from Insua in the way he plays. I think you're going to see much more offense out of him than we saw from Insua, as good as he was. And I thought he was the, the Galaxy's best defender last year. Second best, but yes, correct. Um, yeah, so uh, that's where it is. You know, it, it, you, we keep talking about expectations for for 2021 and, and sort of where Gravani is, and I know you have pretty low expectations. I'll tell you why mine are probably a little bit higher. Um, just and, Well, and, I, I don't want to say they're low. I just think they're accurate. I think this is the correct approach to, rather than try to do two things at once, rebuild and win, I think it's better 
to tear it down and to build the foundation. Now, if they catch lightning in a bottle and they win, so much the better. But I don't think he can do two things at once. So anyway, go ahead. Well, I'm sorry no, to no, no, that's fine. No, I, I appreciate the clarification. Here, here's why the LA Galaxy will 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 still. So first of all, it's LA, so you can't be where if 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 Greg Vanny is worse than the LA Galaxy were last year, Kevin, he will have problems. All right. And he will have problems. So they well, can't, he won't be. He, I mean, that, you and I, I agree. Could play and we, it would be a better team. I agree. It sets Maybe. him up. It sets him up for a very good situation, knowing how horrible 2020 was and understanding that 2021 doesn't have to be all that great in order for it to be better than 2020. But what that does is it shows progress, right? It shows the little look. Hey, we were better than we were last year. We're getting better. We can see it. And as long as Vanny can move that. Uh, you know, bar in the correct direction that they can keep moving the ball down the field towards the goal there, then he's going to be fine and he'll be able to stay and he'll be able to work his plan. The problem comes with, and, and Guillermo certainly had this problem was, Hey, the LA galaxy, you know, were, were better in 2019 than they were in, in 2018. And that was a step forward. And so then in 2020, you needed to take another step forward. And instead the LA galaxy took a step backwards and that's what will get you in, in trouble. And Greg Vanny is as, as touted as he is and as much of a legend as he is with the club and all those things. If he starts taking steps backwards, Kevin, he will have a problem in Los Angeles. And I, I know that that's, you know, it, it's almost not fair to say this early into his tenure. I mean, you know, we're, we're a couple of days into his tenure, uh, you know, almost a week. Um, but that's that's the truth. And so, listen, I think he's going to be set up fine. Uh, I think that he can put together a team that will do better than they did in 2020. And 2021 will be a better season for LA Galaxy fans. And like you said, maybe maybe they find some things. Uh, maybe they hit right on some of the players. So they went maybe maybe Jonathan Bond is is the real deal. Um, and he ends up being, you know, the number one starter. And everybody's like, wow, I can't believe no but he went out and tried to get this guy, right? That's what we always say whenever uh, somebody, uh, a relative unknown comes in and says, wow, you know, who did that? And maybe this is a result of not just the relationships with Dennis DeClosa, but the relationships with Greg Vanny. And maybe this is a result of some analytics. Um, all those things will eventually be proven out. But uh, Jonathan Bond has a chance at least to come in here. I, I imagine that if you go to England, by the way, again, Kevin, that you're probably trying to get a number one. Um, but we sort of have to sit here and, and hear what the LA Galaxy have to say about Jonathan Bond and sort of uh, and talk to Greg Vanny about it and see where he sees him fitting in um, well, as a starter. And when we talk about what Greg Vanny is trying to do, you're right. He's been here a week. I mean, you know, and and I'm I'm telling you now how many years he's going to need to turn it around. That's right. That's obviously ridiculous. But you can look at history when when um, Bruce Arena came. He came in the middle of the 2008 season. Now this was a totally different team, and there there was a nucleus there with Beckham and Donovan. But he came in at the end of the 2008 season. The team was terrible. He cleaned house. I think he he, he there were 20 or 25 player changes in that off season. He, he got rid of Greg Vanny. Greg yeah, Vanny retired, he retired he in did. 2008. Yes. Um, and that team that, that Bruce arena rebuilt went to the MLS cup final and lost, but went to the MLS cup final in 2009. So it, you, you can rebuild the team and you can rebuild the foundation and you can change everything uh, overnight and, and take a team to the MLS Cup final. I don't know that that's happening here. When you look at Greg Vanny's history, he came in in Toronto. He came in similar to, to Bruce Arena. He came in at the end of the 2014 season in Toronto when Toronto was not doing well, um, had never made the playoffs. That next season, they went 15, 15, and four, you know, making improvement. They were the year that he was an interim coach, they were 11, 15, and eight. He finished that season, came in the next year, 15, 15, and four. Then that after the year after that, they were 14, 9, and 11. You see they're getting better. 
And then two years in 2017, they won 20 games, Supporters Shield, right. the only domestic trouble in MLS history. So it took him a couple of seasons yep. to turn it around, but he made progress as he was doing it, as you said. Yes, and, and that's the important part. That's the only part that he needs to do is make progress. Uh, that and beat LAFC. Those are, I mean, you know, those are going to be the things in the measuring sticks that Greg Vanny is going to have to deal with. Uh, you know, keep losing to LAFC and see how long you stick in LA. I'm just telling you right now, that's a, that's an issue, right? Uh, it was always funny because uh, I remember uh, going to Arizona State and then having the rivalry with the University of Arizona. It was it was a you know mandatory sort of thing, which was um, all coaches said that they were going to come in uh, and try to win the uh, the Pac-10 at the time, the win the Pac-10, and that we have to beat the University of Arizona. Uh, and then one coach had a very good record against the University of Arizona, but not so much against the rest of the Pac-10, and got fired. And he was like that's ridiculous you can't say that anymore it's not just beat arizona you have to do you know and we're like yeah you have to do other things but you know that was one of the important markers that you have to do and that's what it here is here you know in la you have to beat san jose you have to beat lafc you have to go after the teams and, and match up with the teams like seattle um you know and and the big teams in major league soccer and you have to be competitive in all those games and if you're not you will not stick around as much as greg vanny checks all the boxes he has to check he has to he has to make some progress in those things and and make sure that the la galaxy are heading in the right direction which i think well, he'll do but yeah you don't have to go all the way over to tombstone for your references i mean it happens here too right. where you had usc you know playing for the national title every year but ucla would knock them off and ucla coaches would stick around with losing records because they, they were USC. able to knock usc off every year yeah absolutely it happens so uh that's the thing let's get to another uh just real like uh, fresh rumor, and it's not even a rumor yet. Um, it's just connecting dots, and it, it goes to a bigger um, sort of question as well. Um, one of the Instagram uh, accounts, Only Galaxy News, I want to make sure that I at least throw it, and I don't know if that's where it originated, but that's where I saw it. Um, so basically saying that uh, former Toronto FC midfielder Victor Vasquez recently said um, in an interview that he would like to play for the LA Galaxy, um, basically, obviously, playing with Greg Vanny. Uh, he knows Greg Vanny. He wants to keep playing with Greg Vanny. Greg Vanny knows Victor Vasquez. Um, he knows that they would like, you know, that maybe he would possibly fill a hole that the LA Galaxy want in central midfield. Um, so there are things that happen whenever you have a coach that is established um, and has had success in the league. And you can look, it's it's not hard. Go look at Bruce Arena. And he just got, you know, AJ De La Garza and Ima Boateng to the New England Revolution. Why? Bruce knows who Ima is. Bruce, Bruce knows who AJ is. He knows what he's going to get from him. And those guys know him and they want to go play for him. So those that's how things work. And I would expect that Greg Vanny has the ability to do that as well. And maybe it's not, you know, Victor Vasquez. Maybe it's, it's somebody else um, down the line um, that has played with Greg Vanny and likes Greg Vanny and Greg Vanny likes him. Um, and that's how you can start putting pieces together. That's how you start getting that draw. Um, also, you know, if you were in Toronto and there's a job opening in Los Angeles, I've heard the weather between those two places are different. And because they're different like that, maybe LA is the better place. I don't know. Maybe you like snow and ice and cold. Then you can, you love Toronto. Um, but if you like, you know, sunshine, cause it was what, like 72 degrees here by the beach, um, in the middle of winter, uh, then, then maybe Los Angeles is good. And you know, Greg Vanny, that all makes sense to me, Kevin. Well, yeah. And, and you see it and you know, if, if you change jobs, you'd want to take, you know, and, and you were in a position of authority, you'd probably want to bring people that you were comfortable with in your old job, people that made you successful to the point where you got the new job offer, you'd want to bring them along. And that's why we see Dan Kalishman and, and uh, others on the coaching staff in Toronto 
coming to L.A. You know, it, these are people that Greg's uh, comfortable with and they're comfortable with him. We saw Chad Marshall follow Ziggy Schmidt all over MLS. You know, that was a guy that Ziggy believed in and, and Chad Marshall wanted to play for Ziggy. And so he followed him around. Uh, I, I, yeah, I do think we're going to see some of that. Um, and, and that's all to the good. And you know when it really is is helpful when you get into the season and a, maybe a player becomes available because his team's not doing well and you have a hole to fill, all of a sudden you don't have to go out and scout a bunch of people. There's somebody out there that you're comfortable with that you can go and make a trade for. And we see that in every sport. And and, and I do think that Greg's probably going to wind up getting some good people that might otherwise have not been on the LA Galaxy's radar just because they want to play for Greg and Greg trusts them and wants to bring them here. And a lot of times, it you know, it is a money ball kind of thing. You talk about analytics. It is a money ball kind of thing. It's like nobody values this guy like I do because I know him and I can get things out of him that other people can't. And, um, yeah, I do think you're going to see probably, you know, two or three players over the next – year or so coming in here that that other people didn't want that wind up being real contributors maybe not starters but contributors right right and that's something you know the depth of the la galaxy is something that uh, we've been criticized uh that criticized the the front office for for the last you know two three four years um so it's a it's a thing and and i know greg vanny knows that it's a thing as well so we'll we'll keep an eye on that and and see how that all goes but expect more rumors to pick up um this is about the time when things start to happen so uh, again the la galaxy have 17 players on on the roster, I believe right now we're looking at 18 and 19 possibly announced this week, um, probably announced this week. I should probably go with that as well. Um, so, you know, you're starting to fill up that roster and you're starting to move towards this end of, of January start. Now, Kevin, let's talk about the end of January start because it is it's not going to happen. I was going to say it's a question mark. Uh, I've been getting text messages, certainly from people who are like, hey, when's MLS going to release that schedule? And I'm like, you, you think MLS even has any idea when they're going to start right now? Didn't we have this in the in the summer? Weren't we talking about this back then that they were not going to? start on time yeah yes yes we 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 it's certainly it was all tied to the fact of of getting people back in stadiums right and uh as of right now although it is i think trending in well first of all global pandemic and certainly here in the united states is completely out of control and crazy um but in terms of getting people vaccinated they're starting to make a little bit of headway on that now um we're starting to increase that rate uh, of people being vaccinated and before i think it was going to take like uh th- with the amount they were doing per day kevin it was going to take like three and a half years to do the entire population of the United States. And it's like, well, that's not going to work. That's too slow. Um, and today, based on the projections that they had today, if they could keep that up, uh, they could do it, uh, the entire, uh, U S population in like 1.2 years. Um, so we're getting, we're getting closer. And eventually I think you're going to find that they're going to be able to do this. And, you know, the next probably six to eight months, you can do the entire population. If well, the entire population well, would actually take it. Here's the two problems MLS is facing, um, and it, it, that impacts the schedule. One is they get the majority of their revenue, 95%, from game day receipts. That means sponsorships, game day sales, souvenirs, concessions, parking, all that game day stuff. Um, so if there isn't anyone in the in the stadium on game day, they lose 95% of their revenue. Don Garber said they lost a billion dollars in revenue in uh, the 2020 season, which was interrupted by COVID. I don't know if I buy that, but certainly they lost a significant amount of money. Don Garber did say they can't afford to go through another season like that. I agree with him on that. Whatever they lost, they can't afford to lose that much again. So MLS wants to push back the schedule as long as possible to give this vaccine time to work so that they can get some fans in the stands. Well, we, we see 27,000 at uh, 
Dignity Health Sports Park? Probably not. Might we see 12 or 15? Maybe. Will we see uh, other stadiums with fans? Yes, all that's going to help. So the longer they can push back the start of the season, um, the better off they're going to be. Maybe they don't get 34 games. Maybe they get 17 or 15 or 12. Any of that helps. But by moving the season back, you know they still can't play more than a couple of games a week, and they can't continue that pace you can't play they did it this year you know over a series of of weeks but you can't play three games a week uh, you know for an entire summer so um they run the risk of uh, by delaying this they're going to run into the gold cup they're going to run into the olympics they're going to run into eight world cup qualifiers in the fall um and that doesn't just you say well the u.s national team all their players are in europe fine but the honduran uh you know national team the Me- mexican national team el salvador Trinidad, Jamaica, all of those teams are going to be playing in those World Cup qualifiers, and they have players in MLS that they need. So uh, other players, you know, have players that are going to go overseas and play uh, in World Cup qualifiers in Europe. So the longer MLS pushes this back, they're going to wind up playing their most important games, maybe even their playoff games, missing a ton of key players because they're off playing World Cup qualifiers. That's sort of the dilemma that Major League Soccer has. The longer we wait to start the season, the better we're going to do financially. But the competition is going to suffer, especially late in the season when so many players are gone on international duty. Yeah, and and of course this all happens in the shadow of uh, the owners uh, enforcing the the force majeure, which is basically forcing everybody back to the. You speak French. I, I do. That was we uh, we. Oui, oui. Uh, by the way, if you, if you walk into a store in France and you say bonjour and you do it with a really convincing French accent, um, they will speak to you in French. And if you don't know French, that's a tough situation to be in. I know I've been there multiple times, but they're usually very nice. So yeah, you sounded like Belle at the beginning of Beauty and the Beast when that, she's running around selling the bread. That's that's exactly what I was, that's where I've learned my French accent from. That exactly good. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Um, but it, it is under this this auspice of having to renegotiate a, a collective bargaining agreement again. Uh, we talked on. Thursday about MLS's proposal to extend the current CBA to the 2020 through the 2027 season, um, basically take two years at a fixed rate before the players would be able to renegotiate. So that way they save money in the 26, 27 seasons. Um, and that would hopefully offset the 150 to a hundred million dollars that they're going to lose, you know, in this season, um, if they go with the current CBA. So they're trying to sort of backlog or or backload the savings for, for MLS owners. We'll see if any of that sort of sticks, but the, the article that, that sort of talked about when they could possibly be pushing this back to Jeff Carlisle had it over at ESPN. Uh, Jeff's a good friend of mine, so it's good to uh, good to see Jeff uh, out there uh, breaking news like he always does. Uh, but he's saying in his article that uh, sources tell ESPN the date could be pushed back to May um, due to the pandemic. So you go from the beginning of March and then April and then possibly May, and that may not be the beginning of May. It might be the end of May. Um, so just sort of keep that in mind as you understand what's going on. And then therefore, you and I talking about a whole bunch of stuff at the beginning and about timing that can be drawn out a little bit. Um, and as we see this being drawn out, um, you know, that means that camp may not start in January. In fact, it probably won't. Um, but that means more roster building time for the LA galaxy for Greg Banny. Um, so, you know, it's not a great scenario. It's not a great situation, but we're not in a great situation here in the U S and, and certainly not in California. Um, God bless all of our uh, amazing first responders. And I see galaxy fans, um, who are first responders, who are doctors and nurses, um, and who are getting vaccinated. And that's awesome. And I'm super happy for you. 
you. Um, I, I think that's great. And that's the direction we need to head. If I, it, I'll tell you right now, if you're on the fence about getting a vaccine, Kevin, uh, and you want to go to any galaxy games this year, you're probably not going to get to go if you don't get a vaccine. So if that's the thing that sways you, let it sway you um, and, and go get the vaccine as soon as it's available to you. Absolutely. I mean, if somebody offered it to me right now, I would go, I would take it. I mean, you know, like, hey, where, where, where are the not not like black market, completely legal way. But if somebody was like, hey, we have some extra ones. Do you? Yes. Right now. This arm, please. Well, well and, and if they do push the season back, obviously they push training training camp back. And that takes away the deadline that was sort of looming over this force maneuver clause um, that would have, um, it, you know, they have 30 days from the time that this was uh, uh, enacted which was last last month in, right. in the end of December, they have 30 days, they have until the end of January to either uh, negotiate in good faith a, a, a new uh, or the additions, uh, corrections to the collective bargaining agreement they have now or throw that out and start a new one. My point is, is if they're not starting training camp at the end of January, there's a, a, a threat of a lockout doesn't really do anything because right. there's nothing to lock. There's nobody coming. Right. Um, if they push that back a couple of months, it gives them time, uh, takes away that deadline, gives them time to think and, and maybe negotiate something. And, and maybe maybe the league backs off on that. Maybe if we get to mid-February or the beginning of March and training camps haven't opened yet and the vaccine program is moving forward and MLS can see some light at the end of the tunnel, maybe MLS says – we don't need um, those financial savings anymore, or at least we don't need them to that degree. Right. One of the things that's involved in that too, and you talked about how they want to extend the CBA two seasons and, and take some of that salary savings. What MLS is offering the players in, in uh, trade for that is players last year took 5% pay cut and they took cuts and bonus team and individual bonuses across the board. MLS is saying we will restore your salaries and bonuses to 100%, right. but give us this, uh, give us these savings on the back end. In other words, the, the the salary cap will not grow at the rate that it would have grown over the next five years. It'll grow over the next seven years. So players are giving money back. They're giving a substantial amount of money back, but uh, it, it's more gradiated. The, the, the growth of the salary cap will be slower. Yeah. And, and with a world cup, uh, coming up in 2022 and then with one in 2026, what's actually happening with that contract, Kevin, is you're seeing the players get pushed back and through two World Cup cycles, right? And the World Cup usually involves an increase in spending around soccer, an increase of, of the eyes of the world on soccer, and has usually done well for the, you know, the MLS players where they get a, you know, a, a, a larger contract, a larger collective bargaining agreement that sort of puts them in, in good position. So the owners pushing that through 2027 um, push that past two World Cup cycles. So Listen, um, you know, in Jeff Carlisle's article, he says that uh, one source told ESPN that the MLSPA has instructed players to prepare for uh, a scenario in which basically it would be a work stoppage, whether that is a lockout or whether that is, um, you know, a strike by the players. So um, that's where <laughs> that's <laughs> that's sort of where you sit. It's not a not a super happy way to sort of end things. But um, there is, you know, I think we're getting to the light at the end of the tunnel. We're just in the darkest part of the tunnel at this point. So maybe that light is getting brighter. You know, that is when it's darker and the light gets brighter because it's darker. You never mind. I, I was trying well, to do something there. Let, let, let me, let me defend the players a little bit on this. If people are manically taking uh, management side, um, the two sides negotiated in good faith and they, uh, they had a real relationship built 
when they negotiated the CBA in January, uh, start of February, um, the players felt really good about it. They got things like they got charter flights for an increased amount of road trips. Um, and, you know, they got uh, some some help in free agency. Um, they got revenue sharing from the the new TV contract. They got a lot of things, and the league was happy with it too. The league could live with it. They thought that they had uh, had a good CBA. Then COVID hit, and it was it was. Don Garber's decision to throw out the CBA and he threatened a lockout in June and, and totally uh, threw out all that goodwill that had been built up. The players felt like they had been uh, hoodwinked. They didn't like the fact that there was a, a threat of a lockout. By that time, the players really had no choice but to take the salary cuts that the league was insisting upon. In fact, the, the players that had, had agreed to the salary cut before the lockout was, was even uh, um, threatened one out of every five players in MLS last season, I don't know if you know this, they tested positive for COVID. Um, so the players felt like they sacrificed a lot. They sacrificed money. They sacrificed their health. They played in a quarantine environment for six weeks. I, no player in MLS is comparing themselves to what's going on in the real world, but they do think that they uh, suffered a little bit and, and helped the league through this difficult part. For the league then to turn around and say, we want even more. We want you guys to sacrifice more. I think the Players Association is beginning to look a little bit feckless if they don't do something, if they don't stand up. And so I do think the Players Association at a certain point needs to take a stand, um, whether it's on principle, whether it's just to, to, to serve notice that they're not going to be pushed over again. Uh, I do think that this looks really bad. And by delaying the season, uh, I do think it gives – both sides time to posture, both sides a chance to to pound their chest and to to you know to to act like they're really standing up for something and then to back down and get something done before the the season is impacted. This delay might turn out to be the best thing for the labor negotiations. We'll see how it all plays out. That's uh that's part of the fun on this podcast. We will literally take you week by week all the way through it um, and get you uh, get you updated on the LA Galaxy as it goes and then things that are interested around the league. A, a busy week, which I expect for the LA Galaxy, at least a couple announcements coming your way um that seems to be happening uh lots of other things it's roster building time uh and this is where you sort of get to uh this is the hope kevin this is how it's the hope that kills you this is where that hope is is established right is that uh in every off season you add players and then you get to imagine with those players uh panning out and how those players do uh and when they do well or they don't do well um throughout that uh that season that's where the hope that kills you is is in there the la galaxy firmly within the hope building uh realm right now and certainly a lot of things to uh, to discuss, a lot of things to get done. 13 players still to be added to the roster, 17 currently on the roster. Um, so we'll see who ends up uh, with an LA Galaxy player at the end of this week, and we will uh, continue on that, of course, with the live show hey. on Thursday night. Yes. You know what? Greg Vanny is unbeaten since he signed. That is absolutely 100% true, and that will remain true until he plays a game and loses. Um, so, you know, hey, like you said, hope. Just keep building that hope up. Build that hope tower up just higher and higher and then watch it all come crashing down uh, whenever it goes. But so, I, I think they got think it right. The, what do you think the chances are if the Galaxy signed Jonathan Bond, which looks like they're going to do, that they give him 007? Why Why not? Zero. What's the argument against doing that? They won't do it. I mean, you know, that's, that's going to be... Uh, I would think that they would consider that beneath them. I mean, I think it would be great, but, you know, it, it's it just... It's, it's fun, Kevin, and sometimes I think the LA Galaxy forget to have fun. All right, this is so soccer. Supposed to be fun, right, Kevin? That's what we. That's what we're told. Soccer is fun, um, but unfortunately, the way the LA Galaxy have played recently, that has not been fun. Uh, and I've been there watching it not be fun. Uh, it's not fun to watch bad soccer, and that's what we've been watching for you know the last four years or so. Um, outside, did you of see? 
Yeah. Did you see the Matt Beasler introduction video for him signing with Austin? It was. I thought it was great. Again, that was. That was. Anyone who hadn't seen it, it's got to be on YouTube. Yeah, Matt it's Beasler, a, Austin FC. It was great. It's fun. That's what. That that, that was fun. fun. And it's it's a sport. It's supposed to be fun. It's especially fun. now, can, this time of year. Can, can I tell you also that um, somebody recently on our Discord, and by the way, this is that shameless plug for our Discord. It's in the description of this episode. Uh, you can go do it if you're not there. Uh, somebody recently went into our MLS group that we have, our MLS uh, room that we have, and you can post anything about teams that are not the Galaxy in there, and went and posted uh, progress photos of all the stadiums that are currently being built, uh, St. Louis, Cincinnati, Austin, uh, Columbus. I want to say that there's one more that I'm missing um, that I can't remember. Nashville. Nashville. Yeah, Nashville. That was it. And oh my God, I just want to go to all these stadiums. I mean, the stuff that is being built right now to be alive in this time, this is going to sound really corny, but to be alive in this time right now, Kevin, to see the stadiums that Major League Soccer is building around the country, um, it just it gets me so pumped up for for like road trips and and being able to go cover games in, in different stadiums like Minnesota built I think one of the most gorgeous stadiums uh, in all Major League Soccer I just want to go see the LA Galaxy play a game I, I, in Minnesota I've been there twice I've seen the Galaxy play there twice it is amazing I, it, the funnest part though is this they have this amazing bar you've seen the bar in San Jose yes this one is is better and it has well over a hundred. Uh, like micro brews. I Ugh. I was working. I didn't get to yeah, partake right. in any of that. But it, for a fan, I just can't imagine how much fun that must be. And when I was on a uh, during the campaign, and you know, I went to Texas to do a story on on the Latino vote in Texas. Uh, and I did go to Austin, and I did go over to. I drove into the parking lot at night. It was it was dark. I really couldn't see much, but I did go to see where the stadium was being built. It's kind of a nice location. And by that I mean it's easy to get to. I wouldn't say you're right. probably going to do a lot of. Uh, you know, fun things around there after before after the game, maybe tailgating. But it is in kind of an interesting uh, location in Austin. But I agree with you on the Minnesota Stadium. It's it's tremendous. Well, uh, it's really cool. They just all look so. It, it's it's just they all look so good. So so you know, God willing, uh, whoever you think is up there uh, pulling the strings, however you you see that. Um, he, she, it, however it works. Um, hope that somebody pulls the strings and we're able to get back out there. Uh, go to games because games with people in them is a lot more fun. I've seen empty stadiums with soccer being played and it was cool for about the first 15 minutes and then it got boring. Um, so, so having the fans there is, is so important to soccer. So, so hope that happens and then hope that we can travel again because between those two things, there are so many cool stadiums that you as a galaxy fan are going to want to go watch the other galaxy beat up on some of these teams. And so, um, you know, I, I don't know that, you know, Miami's also going to have a tremendous stadium. The yep. one in Fort Lauderdale, the temporary stadium is really nice, but I don't know. I, you know, I liked the empty stadiums. I, I remember when you would yell down at Chicharito and some of the other players <laughs> and they were able to hear you. I did not and do they'd, that. They'd Just, look up into the press area and, that, and, and that, the one guy that flipped you off, I forget who that was. Yeah. Um, yeah but it, I like that. Yeah. It was, it was probably you. Um, <laughs> no. So yeah, no, I didn't do that. Just in case everybody was wondering, I, I didn't do that. I, I still would like to go to games as, as a member of the but press. But you could have. So like, I could, you could, you, if you whisper loudly, they could probably hear you unless they're playing the fake crowd noise. And I'm done with fake crowd noise, by the way, as well. All right. We've wandered we've uh, we've rambled uh we've gone way off track as is normally the case and so that must mean our our show is done so kevin anything else you good 
I've, I've been done for a long time, as the listeners know. Abs- so, abs- no. Absolutely correct. All right. If you're looking for Mr. Kevin Baxter on Twitter, it's at KBaxter11. And please head on over to the LA Times, where Kevin does all the soccer reporting and covering U.S. men's national team, women's national team, uh, soccer across the United States, and certainly in SoCal. Make sure you head to LATimes.com. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Uh, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Our podcasts, our news, all that stuff is right there for you. All right, for Kevin, the Panda Baxter, I'm Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.